0: What up, your boy Tommy G here with Season 2, Episode 1, as we just decided to name. I think it's Episode 65. I don't fucking know. But uh, we're calling this Season 2, Episode 1, because we are back, motherfuckers. Myself and Jeff will be doing the weekly podcast. We're also going to be doing it with the bod, the alcoholic. We're going to mix in a lot of football, some conspiracy, a lot of gambling, sex talk. Uh, On this show today, we covered Kyler Murray in-depth, deep, dark dive into why you people are fucking wrong. About Kyler Murray and why he is not going to succeed in the NFL on any level did about 20 minutes of that went heavy in the plastic straws and how fucking stupid vegans are talked about our sex lives talked about Jeff shaving his fucking nuts did some NFL win totals uh did some props odds to win the Super Bowl you name it we covered it I think you guys are gonna enjoy it we're back motherfuckers so without further ado hit it Miyagi you must see for the week. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve
1: no mercy.
0: What up? Let's get weird. your Boy, Tommy G. Here with, I guess, Jeff, this is episode one, season two?
1: Yes, right? I right? think we should. It's a season premiere.
0: Yeah. Well, I was trying to decide in the pre-show what episode this was because we haven't done one in so fucking long. And Jeff's like, episode one, season two. So there we go. So episode one, season two of the No Mercy podcast. We're back. It's football season. Uh, This gets – I don't know if any of you guys have run – a multi-million dollar company, provided gambling content, provided DFS <laughs> content, done podcasts, done live streams, and helped customer service and build a marketing plan and do all that other stuff. But I don't you know, know how I do it either. You do it too. You do it too, 100%. But I don't think they understand. <laughs> oh, wait, you, you're claiming you do it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I mean, I, I just take credit for everything everyone does. Sure. Uh, but I don't think people understand. It's a lot of work and it's really tiring. And uh, sometimes you got to cut back a little on DFS and cut back a little on podcasting and and make some sacrifices for the... For the clients and for your own mental health. So, uh, so we are back. It is football season. There is, there is no sleep till Brooklyn now. We are going to be going hardcore straight through, Jeff. And me and you will be back to our weekly football slash social slash chaos. No mercies.
1: Let's be honest. Football... Who knows? We'll, we'll get to what we get to, people. That's yeah. the thing. But that, it's just good to be back. It's good that you and I have are overdue for these catch-up podcasts. Yeah. And just letting it all fly, letting all, you know everything on the We table. don't
0: even talk anymore.
1: So, uh, we don't. Not nearly as we much as we – don't
0: talk anymore. We don't, even,
1: like, we don't even
0: know what we are oh, about. Dude.
1: That's when – by the way, that's hip-hop R.B. That's, that was at its height. What, uh, late ninety, mid to late 90s? That's where – that was a sweet spot. Ah, don't get love I love Evan Campbell. We could do,
0: right? do a whole hour on that. We could, Whatever. but yeah. So, I mean, we've both been so fucking busy. You've been yeah. murdering it. I got to give you props for on the, oh. What? fantasy gurus i don't like giving you credit for anything at all oh this is but, uh, wow
1: you can tell this is a new day and age folks wow. yeah this,
0: don't worry give it five minutes <laughs> Let's continue though what, what am i gonna I'll be ripping your fucking throat out in like three <laughs> minutes uh, you've been killing it on the fantasy guru side for the seasonal content right now that's been your main focus you'll be transitioning over to a combination of that and dfs over the next couple of weeks but uh sirius xm fantasy guru site The draft guide, Uh, you've been working your ass off, Jeffrey, and absolutely slaughtering it over there at FantasyGuru.com. So if you guys need some draft help uh, and you want it from someone smart, we don't have that. But if you want Jeff's advice, we have tons of it over there along with other smart people on our staff at FantasyGuru.com.
1: We did. We hired some smart guys like Tyler Beaker Beaker and Armando Marcel who are actually like really – they're like They're intellectuals. So that's good for us. It's a nice compliment. But I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean – I know some people, the folks at EliteFantasy.com are like, well, you know, you're not doing the cash game breakdown anymore. And by the way, I've done one a week for the last couple of weeks. I'm still tipping. But right now, I had to go to football. Somebody it's has to so make So many the hours. Second. There are. Like you said, we only can do so much. So we're trying to appease all people. We bring in Brian Healy. Awesome. A great hire and acquisition to help with our daily fantasy baseball coverage and everything else. So him. Scott Bonder's been lights out this year. We still have draft sheet and everybody. So, you know, we feel that that's in good hands. And yeah, it's, it's allowed me, having a great team allows me to, you know, to take this time, allows you to get back to podcast and thank God mm-hmm. talking about why the world's going to end and uh-huh. all this nonsense that you like to talk about. And then it helps me get into football mode so that when you guys go to draft your teams or you guys go to set week one lineups, I'm ready. Dude, yeah. you want to ask me about the, the Miami Dolphins' new offensive coordinator? You know, I, I'm there. I don't know how to pronounce the name, but I, I'm, I'm good with all of it right now. I'm in mid-season form. So, yeah, it's, it's good. We're having a good time over at Fantasy Guru.
0: Yeah, so things are fun. And uh, you are mentioning. Uh, we are going to go forward. Uh, the Alcoholic, the Bod, Mad Lab will all be back. We'll be doing ones. I'm going to bring Bob's lessons in, do some conspiracy stuff. I went on a little conspiracy rant last night, Jeff. Got myself in a little bit of trouble, I think, too. Did you? I, uh, Rob, our – our, Our lovely Uh uh, fucking knucklehead leader over there actually Uh uh, sent me a text of two people who quote tweeted my my conspiracy tweets. Uh, I wrote a tweet. uh, Odd that whenever there are big pedophile news about to break, there's a fucking mass shooting. I'm sure it's always a coincidence. How you sheep don't see this shit is amazing, but you will soon. And then I showed a screenshot of me actually predicting the mass shooting three hours before it happens when all this fucking shit was going down. And Rob decided to... Send me two screenshots of fucking knuckleheads on Twitter. Like, uh, you know those ones we get, Jeff? Like, this is the guy who's, like, the president of the company I'm supposed to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, motherfucker, dude. I am. Go somewhere else. Yeah. You, uh, go f- what the fuck does that have to do with my fantasy or gambling advice? No, the no. fuck cares what my opinions are? I'm right, all right? Everyone's fucking trying to kill Epstein right now because they're going to expose the left. There's mass shootings that are cover-ups. Half of them are fucking fake. Vegas was fake. We never landed on the fucking moon. What do you want to talk about? Her tits aren't real.
1: Orgasms are a myth. Nothing's right. My pet's heads are falling off. The earth is flat. i is going to engulf the earth.
0: Arby's controls our minds. Right. The world ended in 2012. Talk to me. I'm down for all of it. Living oh in simulation. God. Pick a fucking lane. So we'll be doing that. Um, I'm going to bring Bob and Kurt and all those guys. I me and you'll touch on it jeff but so wait you you're really gonna have those guys
1: back like oh i thought i mean
0: they're gonna be like you know like you need commercial yeah. breaks right
1: yes yeah, like the- you need
0: commercials when you watch shows so like you're the you're the show right. and then the alcoholic is like a commercial break
1: okay it makes sense
0: yeah. and mad lab just so he doesn't beat the shit out of us and the bod just so my mom doesn't yell at me
1: good point yeah, yeah. check all the boxes that's why yeah. you're smart
0: yeah so i don't know what where you just call me smart
1: no, I, no, I immediately – uh,
0: Oh, it rusty, a, rusty, Rusty, pull that clip. Make sure I we leave every show with oh, did,
1: pull I, that. Pull that clip. Make sure we – As soon as you said, that's why we have mass shootings, I'm like, where's the eject button here? Can I just hit the button? I just – the parachute comes out. <laughs>
0: Delete fantasy? Yeah. Uh, so, the so uh, first thing we're going to talk about here is Kyler Murray. I mean, that's the thing that me and you have oh, been yeah. ticked off on. I know you've done a lot of it on Sirius. Um, I've been doing a lot of it on Twitter. We finally get the mic together, and most people would say, "Well, you should have someone from the other side." No, fuck that. <laughs>
1: we're, there's we're,
0: enough. Yeah, Kyler there's a Murray whole world
1: suckers out there. Is plenty.
0: Right, and I want to also point out that all of a sudden now, whenever I make a Kyler Murray comment, people are like tagging draft sheet, like I'm attacking him. Like there's a bazillion people saying the same thing DC's saying. So no, it's not attacking DC. I'm attacking all Kyler Murray lovers, as is Jeff Manns. So Jeffrey. Let's begin. The craze. The, the, the two words you got to mute on Twitter because you're getting so sick of hearing about it are Kyler space Murray. Talk to me about this fucking kid and what you think.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are so many reasons not to like him. I mean, for a f- let's be specific. Like, from a fantasy standpoint, we got to remember, like, where you invest your money. And that, that's something that Tommy and I do in our entire group at Fantasy Guru and Elite Fantasy and Elite Sports. But like, we tell you how to spend money. And, like, me and Tommy will fuck around with a lot of shit. We'll tell t- Tommy's tinfoil hat shit and dating advice. We'll fuck around. But, dude, I'm never going to fuck with anybody's money. Like that's the one spot you don't step to no matter what. So so when we talk about investing and building a fantasy team and betting on teams and things like this, I'm not going to bet. I have a, an entire 28 step why I don't like Kyler Murray thing. And it starts out with a, he's a rookie quarterback. Do we just forget that rookie quarterbacks don't produce at the NFL level? Very, very rarely in whether they run don't run doesn't really matter he's an undersized quarterback in, in that regard as well he's on a team that's I mean for one his team the Arizona Cardinals Steve kind the general manager they invested in Steve Wilkes as a head coach last year and spent a 10th overall pick on Josh Rosen and now we think oh well those are terrible but now the next guy they show faith in that's gonna work out no that doesn't no. That it's not going to change. It's they, 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 I don't trust these guys whatsoever. So you got an undersized guy, no offensive line. Cliff Kingsbury got fired. Remember Cliff Kingsbury, Tommy G, the guy who in college had a losing record with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback.
0: Dude was thirty-five and forty at Texas Tech and played with Mahomes in the How? Big Twelve.
1: Big Twelve, yeah, exactly. They don't play defense, especially coverages in the Big Twelve. And you're you're under five. There it was sixteen and twenty-one with Mahomes starting, and that's given him like games. Mahomes came in, like I gave him all that I could give him as far as leeway, and he had a losing record with him. Don't forget. And then Kyler Murray, he wasn't. He didn't just show up at Oklahoma. He's a one-year starter. For one, yes, he was at Texas a that's,
0: that's what I want to drill it down on. That's so,
1: fifty-nine percent completion
0: percentage at Texas A&M. Go ahead. Like, I mean, this isn't he got benched. He got benched at Texas A&M. That's why he left. He could say anything he wants about. Oh, I left because everyone's leaving because there was problems with the coach. No, he got benched. He threw for five touchdowns and seven interceptions and got benched. And then he said, "Fuck this, I'm leaving." When he tried to play in the SEC, he got his fucking ass handed to him. Now, I get it. He was a freshman. I get it. You know, freshman evolved. I'm not going to judge him off that. But we don't have much of a sample size on this kid because he only played one year last year in a flag football conference where eight, nine, nine, maybe even nine teams in that conference gave up more yards per game than Akron. So that's (laughs) where he was playing. More than fucking Akron. Akron gave up less yards per game than like eight or nine teams in the whole Big 12. So we don't have a sample size. He played Alabama in the championship game, which would really be the one, like, elite pro-type defense that SEC teams have to play, Big Ten teams have to go against. And the first four drives of the game, he completed one pass. They were down 28 to nothing before he fucking blinked. Like, what, what, like, I, I, yeah, he looks great in fucking seven-on-seven seven drills. He throws a good deep ball. He, he seems like a, a decent, you know, an intellectual kid. We've seen nothing, from this kid, for you to be comparing them to Baker, who played for four years, Mahomes, who played for four years, Drew Brees, who played for four years, Russell Wilson, who played for four years, all these comps that they're trying to make, whether it's size or talent or recency bias, all these dudes had three to four year college careers, most of them in the Big Ten, which is much tougher to play. There's no comparison here. Like, there's no way to compare this guy to fucking Russell Wilson or someone.
1: 5'10", 205, like you said. And people are like, well, for fantasy, he's going to run a lot. I'm like, okay, I learned this back in 2002 with Michael Vick. The more a quarterback runs, it, yes, the production's great until it isn't. And when it isn't is when he gets hurt. We live in a day and age, and I, I went through the stats. If people want stats, last year, Tommy G, quarterbacks in the National Football League were tested for concussions 93 times. Ninety-three times. Now they're only they're only supposedly thirteen official diagnoses, but ninety-three times they got taken off the field and put into the tent. When if Murray's running around, he's going to get hit. He's a slender guy. He's a smaller guy. Concussions. If he ever gets hit above the waist, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo with a non-contact knee injury last year. All these these ways that he's going to suddenly produce for fantasy are ways he's more likely to get hurt, especially being an undersized guy. And by the way, Tommy. When you're a um, – when you are you agree to play professional baseball, he told the Oakland A's and signed a contract that if he were – that he's going to play one more year Oklahoma, no matter what, he'd report to spring training in February. He didn't do it because he had a legendary year in Oklahoma's offense, which is wonderful. But why would he have ever made that? Nobody in the world would have signed the contract and agreed and given their word to play professional baseball if there was any chance in hell that he was going to be the first overall pick or even a first round pick or played in the National Football League. A year ago, not a year ago today, nobody said Kyler Murray was in the NFL. He was not an NFL quarterback a year ago. Right. Not even on the spectrum, people. And won the job at Oklahoma and had a great year, but good lord, it, it's almost un,
0: unfathomable this twelve month turnaround. The 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 problem here, Jeff, is that most of these people don't the, – all these people talking, like it drives me nuts when you see situations like Charles Barkley doing March Madness, right? Yeah. And, and i nothing against Barkley. He's funny. He's cool, whatever. I enjoy him doing anything. But you get Kenny Smith and Stephen A. Smith and Charles Barkley and these NBA guys doing March Madness. And meanwhile, me as a college basketball junkie, it's like you motherfuckers haven't watched any of these kids play all year because you've been watching the fucking LeBron and the, and the Hawks and the Knicks and all these other teams. It's the same with these fucking – These analysts right now, they didn't watch this fucking kid last year, especially the DFS players. There was no DFS college football last year. I watched every snap of this kid's career. I watched every snap of almost every college football game last year. Most of these people talking about Kyler Murray saw a highlight reel and heard some hype shit on the media. He played in a flag football conference. Now, here's what Kyler Murray is going to do to us, Jeff, me and you, and this is my exact thought process. He's going to be bad, okay? He's going to be maybe like a Jameis comparison, right? How Jameis was bad, but he snuck out 27 DraftKings points because he got a bunch of shit at the end. Blake Bortles a couple years ago used to do it. So I could very well see Kyler Murray from a DFS perspective being $5,000 and you start him at quarterback and he sucks for two and a half quarters. They're down 20 points and then he rushes for a touchdown late and throws a couple you know, passes against the prevent defense. So, yes, do I think he could accrue fantasy points? Yes. Is he going to get hurt? 100%. And people say you can't predict injury. Jeff, you, you, you oh. said it on your show when you were talking about, you know, you can predict lung cancer if you smoke every day. There's yeah. a high probability. You know, Absolutely. know, need great points. And that's the thing. If you're a small guy mm-hmm. in a league of big guys and you're going to run – non-stop, 15, 18 times a game. Because like you said, that's the only way he's going to hit fantasy value is if he's running 10 to 15, 20 times a game. If he's only running five times a game, then you ain't getting shit out of Kyle Murray. But he doesn't slide, Jeff. No. I I knew this last year. I watched this all last year. For a fucking baseball player who slides every other play, he doesn't slide ever. He never slides. So he's either going to have to – totally fucking learned that out of nowhere which young kids have a problem with because when the game's flying around you at a fast pace you're not thinking you're you're just reacting and his natural reaction is to not slide and second of all his decision making is terrible i don't know people are talking about saying a plus decision making did you watch fucking oklahoma last year every time there was any semblance of coverage he just tucked and ran
1: so let me give some stats behind this too, but backing up, by the way, you watch a lot more college football than I do on balls deep in the NFL all the time. I watch it. I'm not the college football analyst though. Uh, what I am good at is identifying talent on the college field and how it will translate to certain s- systems and schemes at the NFL level. So when we did our coverage over at fantasy guru for the NFL draft, I went back, I always go back. I said, all right, let's see what's up. Kyler Murray, let's put on some Oklahoma tape and start looking at it. And I see things and I don't judge. I don't have any kind of opinions until I see it. What I saw is nothing but deep pass, deep pass, deep pass, to the point that I'm like, was there anything else happening? And I also had to, I'm like, why is this fucking guy always open by a hundred yards? It was the weirdest thing. Turns out it was Marquise Hollywood Brown, right? And again, I mean, so I went back and I, I said, okay, there's something here that I've never don't remember seeing so I put numbers behind it. Marquise Brown of Oklahoma averaged 8.6 yards of separation in 2018. That is almost 3 times what the league leader in the NFL according to Next Gen stats would be. It's about 3 yards. 3 yards of separation is a ton at the NFL level. He had 8.6 triple with NFL leader. Deep passing Kyler Murray had 1815 passing yards come on passes of 40 plus yards. That's 41.6% of his total yardage. At the NFL level, deep passing yards over 40 yards accounts for at the absolute highest. Usually about 12%, 17.5%, it would be historically fantastic. 41.6. 19 touchdown passes out of 42 were 39 plus yards. He had a couple 39 yards, so I included those. 39. 41.6, or I'm sorry, 45.2% of his touchdown passes. We're 39-plus yards in length. A lot of those Hollywood Brown. That doesn't happen. It's about 18%. And that's for a quarterback that throws 22 touchdown passes at the NFL level. You don't still throw 19 touchdowns of 39-plus yards. 650 rushing yards for Kyler Murray came on rushes of 19-plus yards. That's 64.9% of his total rushing yards. How many quarterbacks have 20-plus yard runs time after time after time after time? Five of his 12 rushing touchdowns were 19-plus yards, 41% of those. These are all things, when you look at the stats, if you're a numbers-based analyst, fine. Those are your numbers. They're, every one of those are mathematically impossible to achieve at the NFL level. It can't happen. His game, what he has been successful at, doesn't translate to the NFL level. It just doesn't. So that's what we have to understand. This doesn't work. So if you tell me oh, I think Kyler Murray's going to stand in the pocket, going to step up, he's going to deliver the football and strikes and crossing routes and 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 curls and all that would be a different conversation. If you think the Kyler Murray that wowed and shot and had all this fun at Oklahoma is going to be in Arizona, you're out of your fucking mind. And not only that, do you know how long, Tommy? How long does it take? Forty yards is the magic number. What do they do? What's the big combine thing? That forty-yard dash. What's the best time you're ever going to get at the forty-yard For dash?
0: Anyone in the world, or like an NFL player? I mean, anyone
1: you know, in, the, in the NFL level.
0: Four-four is elite. Four is you know immaculate, right? Let's say four-two. So right. four-two is like sprinter speed, right?
1: So if you want to throw 40-plus-yard touchdowns and 40-yard touchdown bombs, you need four, four 4.2 to 4.5 seconds to throw the football. What was the average for the Arizona Cardinals last year? 2.6. Half. And it didn't get much better. A minor upgrade at right tackle, Marcus Gilbert. But they also lo- lost Ayapati, even though he was hurt most last year, but a left guard. So I'll call it neutral. Still one of the worst offensive lines in the league. It simply can't happen. He He can't throw the deep balls like he did before because he doesn't have enough time to do so. None of it works. It, it, it absolutely, simply doesn't work. So if you're telling me Kyle Murray's going to produce, tell me a different path than what he
0: did at Oklahoma, because this doesn't work. I, I agree with you 100%. You're, now, you can, I'll, I'll make a little bit of a counterpoint. Go I ahead. There's, there's yeah. people, I, listen, I agree with you 100%. Sure, go but ahead. There are people out there listening or screaming at their radios right now. And sure. the counterpoint will be, well, he's going to be able to buy time. He's going to be able to scramble outside the pocket and if he was sitting in that pocket, yeah, he'd only get a second or two. But he's going to be able to make extra time, buy extra time outside the pocket, and make those throws, which is very likely. He is very quick. He is very agile. I even saw someone on Twitter call him Barry Sanders. <laughs> I think that was. Oh it. my god, I couldn't. I, even it. Know, I don't even want yet. to get into that. I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, I can't. But that's just a ridiculous comment. But but he is very quick. He's kind of a running back playing quarterback, so I get that he should be able to make time. The problem with that, though is the same thing, that sliding scale you keep talking about, Jeff, that, yes, if he does get outside the pocket and he is running around like a madman making more time, then, yes, he will have a higher propensity to be able to hit a deep ball here or there. He's also going to be throwing into a lot more uh, coverage with safeties that are going to be flying over the top that he's not used to from college and get picked off a lot. But the more he's outside that pocket scrambling around like a maniac, the more he's going to get hit with bone-crushing blows from behind as he's not looking and he's launching the ball downfield. So it's kind of a catch-22. If you want to keep him healthy, he can't do a lot of the things that are going to provide him the most fantasy points. So it's like, which do you want? Do you want to, they, We've seen this conundrum with Cam Newton before. We saw it with Donovan McNabb. We've seen it with a lot of running quarterbacks, Steve Young even. So a lot of running quarterbacks where there came that time where it's like, we want to kind of make him a pocket passer, but he does good for us when he's running, but we don't want him to get hurt. That's with guys that are like six four, like so. Imagine a guy who's five ten, and it's the things that are going to make you the happiest as a fantasy owner are the things that are most likely to get him hurt and have him off your team.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, he could run, but then he's just going to get hit. And I think modern day game is just so fast. You know, linebackers. You see these edge rushers, the Brian Burnses of the world. They're all running four fours, four fives now too. So. Yes, getting out of the pocket may buy him some time, but does he have the receiving core to get open and get separation? I mean, I just said Marquise Brown. Who's the Marquise Brown on the Arizona Cardinals? Larry Fitzgerald's a great receiver, but he's not a guy who's going to run deep routes. He's not a guy who's really going to improvise his routes and all that good stuff. And even so, Kyler Murray's going to have to set and be accurate while throwing that. It's not just the deep ball where he lofts into the waiting arms of a Marquise brown Tommy. So that's where, like, yes, he could buy himself time and help himself out, but I don't think that naturally leads to success either.
0: I mean, there's just so many other things. Like, we haven't even, I don't even think we've scratched the surface, Jeff, of other negatives. Like, And I don't want to talk about Kyler Murray like he sucks, right? Like, it's almost like when everyone else says he's a top three quarterback, then you have to go so far the other way and go, he fucking sucks, right? It's just a natural reaction to counter that insanity with insanity, right? I don't think he sucks. I think he's fine. I think he's a second-round draft pick. I think he's uh, probably going to be okay at times and bad at others. I think in a great scene, I think if he ended up in Kansas City like Mahomes did with Reed and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and Kareem Hunt when he was there and all these weapons, I think he'd be okay. I think he'd be fine. He's not there. That's not what happened. you got to remember this kid, Jeff. It's, you talk about Brown. Oklahoma, forget about Brown. All right, first-round draft pick. Okay, so he had an elite, one of the best wide receivers in all of college football to go with him in a flag football conference. He had four offensive linemen get drafted in the first four rounds. Yes. Four of his offensive linemen got drafted in the first four rounds. So not only was he playing in a weaker conference, which is basically a flag football conference, and if you don't believe me, look at the totals on the Big 12 games. They're like 69 every week. And four of his linemen got drafted in the first four rounds. He had one of the best lines in all of college football, playing against the worst defenses in all of college football, not to mention he had an elite coaching staff at Oklahoma. That's one of the best (laughs) coaching staffs in the country over at Oklahoma. So he had an elite offensive weapon. He had an elite running game. He had four elite offensive linemen. He had weak defenses. It's literally there's, there's nothing that wasn't built for him to succeed last year. And when you watch the games and when you bet on Oklahoma, if they weren't playing these shitty-ass fucking schools that they were going to beat by 40, there were times in every game where you were going, maybe give this kid a series off, dude. I don't know what the fuck he's doing or where his head's at. He would lose his head for series at a time throughout games. I, I just, I think there's so many negatives here, Jeff, on top of the fact that everyone's going to talk about Baker and Mahomes, right, Jeff? Like yeah, that's, that's the correct. sample size. Big 12 quarterbacks yeah, just correct. came out. Baker, Mahomes. The problem is every other Big 12 quarterback, like in history, has sucked. Here's a list of the leading passing yards of Big 12 quarterbacks over the last 25 years or whatever in the NFL. Tannehill's number one. Yeah. I mean, I could stop there, right? Right. Tannehill's number one. Tannehill, Bradford, Josh Freeman, Blaine Gabbard, RG3, Vince Young, Brandon Whedon, Geno Smith, Colt McCoy, Seneca Wallace, Sage Rosenfelds, Chris Sims, Coy Detmer, Bryce Petty, Landry Jones. These guys, yeah, we look at them now and go, what a list of shit bags!" But when Bradford and Tannehill and Vince Young and all these guys were coming out, everyone was jumping through the roof on them. The problem is flag football, college football doesn't translate to NFL football on a bad team. So all these guys failed. Mahomes stepped into the most optimal environment yes. you could step into. So I don't count that. And Baker Mayfield was the best of all these guys. He was the most pro-ready. Of all these guys, whether it's experience, mentality, he was just a different type of animal. So outside of them. And,
1: and he's only had one year. Let's just, I mean,
0: After Baker. Year, really, right? We're all excited about it. I,
1: I like Baker Mayfield, but it's been one year. We've seen many, many one-year guys. I think the best comparison, and I think he was, he is RG3. Yeah. RG3, it's really the same kind of deal. And when he's in Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, remember, RG3, on that coaching staff, you had Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Zach Taylor, Matt Lafleur. You had five head coaches like on that Washington. Yeah. He walked into like the gold mine of coaching staff, just like Pat Mahomes did. Mahomes is great, but again, nobody was clamoring. Trubisky was taken over him uh, in the draft, and I know. And he didn't start. Alex Smith started ahead of him in year one. If he was so amazing, they wouldn't have sat him. You know what I mean? So. Yep. The system really means a lot. And there are quarterbacks who just go into the right setup, the right system. They work. I mean, I learned this shit in Joe Montana. Joe Montana walks into Bill Walsh's offense. He was so ahead of the time. Montana wasn't that great. He's fine. But, you know, didn't do anything. He wasn't Steve Young, let's face it. And Young eventually took him over and they shit Mm -hmm. him out to Kansas City. But Tom Brady, Tom Brady, he was gar—he was mediocre quarterback, winning in Super Bowls because he had Belichick, and then he was an explosive fantasy producer because they started playing spread offenses with Josh McDaniels, and now he's back to nobody wants Tom Brady for fantasy anymore. So it's all about the systems for me. It always is, Tommy. And this system in Cliff Kingsbury, I saw it when it was called Run and Shoot in the 90s. It's the same shit. And maybe there will be some good games and some big hits, but – Teams – he is playing right into the teeth of the rest of the NFL. Look at the NFL draft. Look at the player personnel decisions throughout the course of this offseason. Teams are playing nickel and dime defense. They're they're selling out for coverage and pass rush. Coverage and pass rush. So what does that do? All these guys are covering – they're using GPS monitors like up in Detroit where now you know exactly how much zone you actually cover. Instead of saying, oh, wow, Jerry Slate covers a lot of zone. No, now you know he covers – you know, eleven feet right, by right, six yeah. feet by like now you it's all scientific, and so coverages are that much better. You get that much more speed in the backfield. You get all that. So passing offenses. This is a time the smart people in NFL are actually going the opposite way. They're running the ball. Look what's happening all over the National Football League. You're going to see more teams dedicate to the run this year than you have in the past decade. Why? Because you're going to run against five foot ten, one hundred ninety pound. 95 pound corners and safeties, as opposed to, you know, six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound linebackers or six foot five, three hundred-pound defensive linemen. So that's that's where the smart people are going. They're not going to the air raid. Just because as fans, we see, oh, the NFL's doubt passing. It was, it was 10 years ago, five years ago. Now it's starting to go kind of in the opposite direction, even. And some of us, and some of the analysis just hasn't caught up.
0: I agree. I mean, another thing we need to point out, and then we can get off Kyler Murray, it's, it's these comparisons that are driving me nuts. I just mentioned that a little bit with Mahomes and Baker. Um, he's not going to do what Mahomes did last year. Maybe if he sat a whole year, he'd have a better chance of doing it. You know, Because you've got to remember, this is Kingsbury's first fucking year too. How many first-year NFL coaches just walk in from college and start fucking dominating? That doesn't happen very often. That's why you see the Sabans of the world and all these guys going right to fuck back to college because they went up and went, oh, shit don't work up here when every when linebackers are running 4-5-40s but you know so we don't know what Kingsbury is going to do we know they don't have a good line these comparisons he doesn't have experience his coach doesn't have experience his team doesn't have experience playing as a team they don't new coaches new quarterback new this new that but the big thing is you can't compare him to Russell Wilson and Drew Brees that's the other comparison right you get he oh. goes into two separate lanes you get the Mahomes Baker because they're the new Big 12 guys who just came in and are smashing the universe whereas I will tell you this right now. If this is how you judge Kyler Murray, take all the fucking noise away. If Mahomes and Baker don't exist, their moms swallow them, right? They never are born. They don't exist. He goes in the second round. Yeah. The reason he went first overall and he shot up so high and all the hype is because everyone went, well, Baker last year, Mahomes two years ago. Like, if those two guys don't exist, everyone else is looking at this kid going, Oh, we've seen a lot of big 12 quarterbacks fail. He's really small. I don't even know if he could do it. He does. It's the hype from those two. And the other thing is, if Breeze and Russell Wilson don't exist, he goes in the second round. And when well, Breeze did it at 5'10 and Russ did it at 5'10. Those guys have 10 and a half inch hands. I know. Have you ever seen the hands of Russell Wilson and Drew Breeze? They have seven foot man hands. They have Ah, the hands of a seven foot two man, they have 10 and a quarter inch hands. That it doesn't yes, the height thing is still an issue, seeing over the line and all that, but these motherfuckers' hands are gigantic. Kyler Murray has little hands. They're like nine, nine and a quarter or nine point four, whatever the fuck they are. That's a huge difference when you're talking about a little guy now with little hands. He's probably gonna be fumbling the ball left and right. I I just don't see the comparisons. And if you look at Russ and Breeze, they both were four-year starters in the Big Ten, which is a lot different than the Big 12, right? You're facing NFL defenders in the Big Ten, right? NFL defensive linemen, stuff like that. Drew Brees had 1,700 pass attempts before he ever set foot in an NFL field. Yeah. Russell Wilson had 1,500 pass attempts before he ever set foot on an NFL field. Kyler Murray threw the ball 377 times last year. How are you comparing these people? It, you want to say Kyler Murray's going to be good in three years? I'll, I'll be more likely to be open in that debate. But anyone who thinks this dude is walking into the NFL in this situation, in this environment, and going to just fucking dominate and be a top-five quarterback is fucking wrong. You're just wrong. Amen.
1: Yeah. So. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what else. Like you said, oh, I <laughs> he's the 11th quarterback going off the board right now in high-stakes leagues, NFFC drafts. And that's where if you want to take a shot, like we said earlier, and you're in a best ball where he's your second guy and oh, he'll yeah. have three yeah. big weeks – yeah, but you know what? Marcus Mariota will have three big weeks. Like, Dwayne Haskins will have three big weeks. If you're going for three, four big weeks, that's a whole different discussion. Kyler Murray's not going to be the best 11th best quarterback. He's not a starter in fantasy football in 2019. It's just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. You're going to need the rushing yards. You're going to need the pace they play at. They're going to play at such a fast pace. Guess what? Fast play. Oh, my God. The The faster you had Chip Kelly.
1: didn't that work? No, Philly didn't mind Chip Kelly leaving.
0: The faster you go with a dude who's never played in the NFL and only has a year experience, probably the worse it's going to be. Like, the the game is already going to be going at 150 miles an hour for him. Just like Alabama when he looked fucking lost, like a deer in the headlights for the first half of that game. That's what his whole first half of his season is going to be like. You you almost want to slow it down for this kid. You don't want to. You know, yeah, more plays, more plays. It's just quicker three and outs and more opportunities to get hit. That's what I see it as. And as
1: well. more pressure on the defense. And When you have more pressure on the defense, I mean, you think, oh, well, going because they're down so much, you're going to have to throw a lot. That doesn't that doesn't help. When they know you have to throw, it's a lot worse because that's the way you drop eight have... people back into coverage. It's not good for the quarterback, not good for the receivers. It's not good for the passing game. So nice. that whole idea that – now they're going to have to pass just because the team has to do it doesn't necessarily lead to production.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, he's going to get a lot of garbage points. He's going to get a lot of fourth-quarter points where me and you are laughing all the way to the bank in the first three quarters, and then everyone's like, told you, Kyle or Murray! And it's like, that's two different arguments. Will he put up decent DraftKings points for his price and garbage time, and is he going to be a stud quarterback? The argument right now from everyone on Twitter is that he's going to be a stud quarterback. And they're going to change that narrative once they see that he's not, and he steals a rushing touchdown and a prevent defense touchdown at the end of the game to hit value at 5K. So be prepared for everyone to switch their narrative to Kyler Murray scored 24 points, even though he completed 40% of his passes and threw three picks, from Kyler Murray's an elite quarterback and going to change this organization.
1: And so. Arizona went 3-13.
0: Exactly. And Arizona's not going to do anything. So, uh, uh, Jeff. Jeff.
1: Yes, and cleansing
0: that feels good. Yeah. It feels Felt good. Feels good. It's
1: amazing man. to actually agree with somebody because honestly, yeah. I've been fighting this since draft day. Like every single day since draft day, I've been fighting, 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 and man, guys, you got to understand. Like Tommy, we don't have anything to gain. We don't really. I don't give a shit. And anything. We're not doing this
0: for clicks.
1: Like, no, I don't care who's going to be good, who's going to be bad. I just tell you what's going to happen and how to make money off of it. That's I'll, our entire point with all this. How I'll you gonna, tell
0: you, it's a risk for us, Jeff, because if Kyler Murray does end up being a star, we're going to be like Derek Cardi with Tatis and Acuna and all this other. So like they're going to be uh, this over the head with this shit for fucking years. So this, nah, is,
1: dude, I the last. So I'm not ready. Let's just gauge this because folks who don't know my work or whatever, and I've been around 15 years in the industry and everything else. And Tommy knows you know Tommy's resume because it's his podcast, but. When uh, Johnny Manziel came out, I was on record. And not just once, I said it every day. I was going to retire. That was it. I would go out and get a job in the tech sector or wherever. I was done. I told everybody, it's Johnny Manziel is a starting quarterback five years from now. If he's a productive quarterback in two years, I, I'm out. I'm go- I will retire. I'm so sure it's going to bust. It wasn't even funny. And now everybody's like, well, yeah, but no, no. At the time, this was the exact same thing. No,
0: it he really was. He' were arguing and fighting
1: was, in production, and he plays different. His game is different than the NFL. And I said, no, the NFL's different than he knows. That's, that's the concept. Like, uh, nope, no college player is going to come in the NFL tell, and say what's up. <laughs> right? No, that right. doesn't happen. The NFL always tells you what's up first. And, and, and Manziel burned out just like I thought, so. I'm not that worried about Kyler. I'm not ready to make that proclamation on Kyler because he's better than Manziel, I think. But it's but,
0: honestly, I think Manziel is a far closer comp than Russell Wilson. I mean, or Mahomes. Mahomes is a pocket passer. Right. You know, like Mahomes is a is uh, a Mahomes is, a is tall and sleek. Yeah, he's a pa- he only rushed for 285 yards. His, intelligent?
1: His like the, Mahomes, the, and he sat a year. People forget, like Mahomes sat a year. Andy Reid went hands on with him. Yeah. And the Chiefs have one of the best analytics department in the National Football League. And they went and they coached him every single freaking day you know, for, for a year before he even started one game. They groomed him, and he had monster success with it. So nobody's comparable to Patrick Mahomes unless you give all those attributes.
0: Right. I mean, I mean that's the, the thing people need to understand is Alex Smith, the year before that, threw for oh, yeah. 4,000 yards. 26 touchdowns and five interceptions. Like, Alex Smith had an elite year the year before that. Was Mahomes better? Yeah, 100%. But Alex Smith sucks. He's like a 3,000-yard passer every year. Threw for 4,000 yards in 15 games that year. They were undefeated for a good portion of the season. So, you know, there was a system built there where you could put anyone in Kansas City with Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and Hunt and that line and Andy Reid where – even Johnny Manziel could have put up a decent season, right? <laughs> like, he could have been okay. So Mahomes is still elite, but this is more of a shit show situation uh, Murray's walking into than a Kansas City Chiefs situation. So please stop making those cons- comparisons. Jeff. Yes. Bad news for me. I don't know if it's hit Arizona oh, yet, but I, while we're teeing off on shit. Oh, no. The first straws are sweeping the nation right now. Oh, God. And it's oh, my starting God. to hit New York and New Jersey. And I'm losing really? my shit. It's been here for a while. The West
1: Coast started the first time. Dude, that's amazing you say that. Oh. You, so you, I'm
0: assuming you hate paper straws. Oh, right? my oh, fucking God. God. I hate paper straws, and I hate everyone who fucking uses them. You, you have, have to. Of my drink. I throw them out of my drink. I would rather not use a straw.
1: I, yeah, I'd rather have a garden hose shoved up my anus and, and make me drink that way than sip through a paper straw. It's the worst. I, the first time I ever had it was a, it was like a family vacation. It was five, six, seven, eight years ago, and we went to Disneyland out in Southern California. And I'm like, I start drinking. I'm like, oh, something's, what? Something's wrong. Like I didn't like, no, no, paper straws, man. It's good for the earth environment. I'm like, no, it's not. And so yeah, but out here in Arizona where I I live. We do. There are places that do the paper straws. I will specifically not go. Like I have my, my favorite coffee shop is a place called Dutch Bros, and they don't they don't fuck with that. Like they don't fuck with paper straws. They give you the pla- you know. And there are other coffee shops around that do.
0: And you're not saving the environment, people. Like you're it, not.
1: You're, you're not. not
0: it's, you're making it, it worse. Account for ready. Drum roll, please. Point zero. Eight percent of the fucking plastic pollution. 008 percent. You are doing fucking nothing. It's another left-wing liberal bullshit. AOC. We need to fucking make a situation out of something that's not a fucking situation. Situation. That's basically all they're fucking doing. They're, this is annoying. It's these environmentalist fucks who care who keep talking about. The world's going to end, uh, you know, fucking oh. the pollution and the environment and all this shit. It's just oh, to take the man. fact off the issue that you don't have any other fucking policies. So you got to fucking scare everyone with global fucking warming and pollution. Shut the fuck up. These straws aren't doing shit and I refuse. So what I'm doing, Jeff, I'm ordering a shit ton. Um, Cynthia Freeland, you know oh. Cynthia. Uh, yes. I, oh, I remember God. when this paper straws hit. What are you doing? Oh no. The paper straws hit Callie, and she oh, was no. bitching about it. I went out and ordered her like, Five hundred boxes. Like I ordered, like five boxes of five hundred plastic box. straws. I'm going on today after this show, and I, I will, I will so. screenshot it. I am ordering a thousand dollars worth of plastic straws,
1: <laughs> dude. That's basically every straw in Northern. Northern I want America. all
0: of them. I am going to sell them on the black market once they're officially gone. I'm just going to keep stockpiling plastic straws. Right? These dude, might be like the new Beanie bean. Baby. By but, the way,
1: I mean. Folks, those things break apart so much. We're ingesting paper. Yeah. I want everybody to understand what paper does to your digestive tract and system. Like it gets in the way. it, It clogs things up. It's... You're not – I learned this when I was in second grade and I was eating paste and paper or whatever. (laughs) That's my – eating
0: paste and paper last year.
1: What are you talking about? Don't tell people my secrets. That's my stuff. I talk about my therapist. (laughs) Dude, you're doing real harm to your body, like real fucking harm. And by the way, like that's that's my kick too. I've had enough, Tommy. I I know I sound like the old man. I've had enough of the whole like eating healthy – and everything like i get it you want to but nobody's found the fountain of fucking youth nobody's nobody's found the secret to not dying you're all gonna die every Mm -hmm. damn day all gonna die it's gonna happen no matter what you do eating organic or drinking through a paper straw and nothing's saving you nothing is gonna save you if it's better to recycle and make something that's wonderful do what you got to do but for christ's sakes the idea that you're going to live forever and the extremes that people go to, to, to this end, nonsense, pure nonsense. I hate foodies. I hate foodies with a passion, Tommy. You Uh. you taste something for 10 seconds and then you turn it into shit. That's what happened. That's what happens. It immediately goes, gets burned down and distilled to nothing. That it's such a tart, nice flavor. It had a kick to it for five seconds And then you dump it out of your asshole. (laughs) That's all it is. So stop being a foodie. Stop spending so much goddamn time on shit that doesn't matter. Shit that's coming out of your ass. Stop it.
0: It's so So fucking annoying. I hate protesters. I hate vegans. First of all, if you're a vegan, fuck you. Like, just fuck you. Okay? Because it's almost like we went on this rant, right? And again, got to do the fucking preface. Me and Jeff are not homophobic. We use the term gay. We, we make gay jokes. We make dick jokes. We are fucking totally open and friendly with everyone and our libertarians who literally would fight for the right for gays to get married. I, it's ridiculous yeah. that it doesn't happen. But yeah. why does everything need to be about who you're fucking? Right? Yes. Like, the same yes. thing with vegans. Why does everything? Like, if you don't want to eat meat, shut the fuck up yeah, and don't eat meat. Don't don't walk around like a goddamn Jehovah's Witness, banging on the door trying to lecture Tell me about it. I, I don't care. And eat your chicken meat. in your fucking face.
1: Eat your meat. Don't eat your meat. Whatever, dude. Whatever you're in, just eat be meat. in, man. That's what I like Do if you're fucking somebody. Fuck somebody. That's wonderful, fuck dudes. Fuck thing. goats. Fuck fruit. Fuck it all. Just whatever stop. you wanted to. Only willing partners. Let's make that specification. Obviously, <laughs> only willing partners. Leave the animals out of it. Leave non-willing Anything else that wants, go at it. Dude, I'm all, I'm a dog that didn't want to hump or fuck. I will support all of you in your efforts to fuck. No problem. But for crying out loud, stop pushing your agenda onto everybody else. Why are there no
0: gay X-Men? Why are there, like, shut up. Oh my God. Shut up. Why are there no vegan options at the Yankee? Shut up. Bring, At the Yankee- the fuck up! I heard a girl bitching about that the other day. There's not enough vegan options. Bring your freaking fucking lunchbox, you cunt! What do you what want? want you what vegan? You, Stick uh, a fucking hot dog in your face and fucking use a plastic straw. There's an outfield full of grass. Yeah. Go graze afterwards. then they go you graze vegan party. They <laughs> just graze the grass like a bunch of fucking left cattle. Video.
1: Like just go there. You go a bunch of tweeds and weeds and everything yeah. else. Oh, do. I, I don't, for one, I have a whole theory. You want to talk conspiracies? Yeah. I don't, no, I don't believe in half the shit. But I do believe that foodies and vegans are all bullshit. Because I have seen, I have seen these guys like, I can't eat that. What kind of milk? Is that soy? Oh, I can't eat that. I yeah. can't eat. i never had almond milk. Not, and then I see them, like, they're out around the corner at the the, the dinner party. They're stuffing cheesecake down their fucking
0: gullet. <laughs> no wonder. You're, you're 275. Second they get drunk. Second they have You'll, two drinks, they're fucking You
1: won't stronger. drink 2% milk. You'll only have almond milk, but you stuff, you're by yourself stuffing ham rolls down your gullet. <laughs> like, give me a fucking break, you bullshit and lie, motherfucker. You're trying <laughs> to tell everybody else what to do in order for them to say, oh, you're so brave. You're not brave. You're a coward.
0: Here's what, Going on, Jeff, and this this is leaking in the sports too. This oh, fucking just- nerd culture, right? This nerd. The best movie to <clears throat> to describe it. You've seen Twenty One Jump Street, right? Oh, which one? Basically, yeah. me and you. Like the uh, one of the best is when he's like, you know, two strap. Wait, wait, who was Jonah one- Hill stra- though?
1: One of us is Cheney and one of us is Jonah Hill.
0: I mean, we, I think we alternate back and forth.
1: <laughs> I think we
0: rotate back and forth. Neither, neither of us want to be Jonah Hill. So no. we'll yeah. just both be kind and
1: of... And neither of us are good looking at Channing Tatum. Yeah,
0: no, not at all. So, uh, But it's so funny when he goes back to school and it's just like 20 years later, he's like, what the fuck? Like the nerds have taken over, right? Like, wow. like and that's real. That's, that's been, uh, I have a whole deep conspiracy theory on why this is happening, the weakening, weakening of society and all this that's going on so that they can just take us over. But the reality is this nerd culture has taken over. Like, it's cool to be a nerd. It's cool to be a troll. It's cool to be a geek. It's cool to, but, and nerds don't fit in. That's the problem. No matter how much you pretend, these DFS Twitter trolls and all these people, they can run around flossing like they're gangsters. You see them, these fucking nerds that are real tough on Twitter. And then you see them in person and they shut the fuck up real quick. But no matter how much they act like they're a part of everything and they're confident and secure, they're not. It's a mask. They're insecure. They're weak. And they don't fit in. So what they do is they create these little subcultures, Jeff, like vegans or like hemp culture or like the fucking protesting culture or the video game culture or the plastic straw hating culture and all this shit. And they start these little movements so they can unite their little fucking nerd friends. And you're right. They're all fake. They don't even give a shit. They just need a cause. They need something to be a part of because no one fucking likes them and they're annoying and their lives have no substance. They don't have many money. They don't have successful careers. They're never going to amount to anything. So the only thing they could be is a fucking vegan activist or a, you know, plastic
1: straw hater, professional activists. Yeah. That's we, we have a culture of professional activism, right. That's all people like, they grow up with the intent. Well, I'm going to speak out against this cause and that cause it's like, okay, no, it's nothing wrong. I'm all about free speech. And I'm all about speaking I'm not, out.
0: I'm not people. only yeah. we should be able to talk only. Yes, no. You should and have to like pass a test and have experience. Our
1: people, I have no problem. I like everybody talking, but here's my problem with it. Here's where the rubber meets the road between our arguments is that, you should also have to be dealt with. If you say something stupid, right. we should be able to go at you 1,000%, but we can't. That's what this culture is. It's it's not, you can't just say anything and then you can't go at somebody for being stupid because then you're going at it. Then they just turn it around. They'll to play whatever.
0: a race card. They'll play a sexist card. Race, if,
1: car, yes.
0: The only racist. people you can go at are white men. Like if there's a white man saying something on Twitter, you can attack the fuck out of him. Yep. But if, if it's an African-American guy and I'm in an argument, I'm a racist. If it's a girl, I'm a sexist. If it's a, liberal i'm a fucking ages. trump nut i'm a, it, it, it doesn't matter right Religion, like political. i love when white males attack me on twitter i just go do they ever just, yeah everyone does yeah everyone does. fucking go no no remorse just right at the throat come here you devil white man just white kill.
1: greedy white devil uh, i mean I, I don't know man i, I Say whatever you want, do what but deal with the consequences. That's how it was uh when I was growing up, and that's that's just the way I deal with things. Like I'll go at anybody anytime, and it's mostly because it's stupid. Like it's either you're just being stupid or you're a deadbeat or whatever you know, we something could, like that has nothing to do with everything.
0: We could we could literally solve all this. And it's so funny because it's so solvable. If you just would punch more people in the face. Yeah. Like, like, that's all that needs to happen. Like, you can yeah. literally fix society Dude. by just legalizing one punch to the face. That's yeah. it. You can't punch twice. You can't right. stomp them. You can't. But you're allowed, legally, mm-hmm. if the Siege is talking shit to me, I'm allowed uh, to fly out there and punch him in the face once. And I love Siege, but I would punch him in the face at times. I can go I punch Siege in the face punch. once, and that's it. And we're good. And then if Derek Cardi's talking, I can go punch him in the face once. And watch how quick everyone's because the problem is everybody if you, would chill the fuck the out the same people that troll and are annoyed, and i'm just fucking with siege i just brought him up because i know he can handle it but the, like the same people that troll and annoy and come at you and fucking nip and they have the fucking dog avatars on twitter and they have fake names and you know this shit those same people only can do that because there's no ramifications and they can hide there's no accountability like you said jeff so if they knew oh shit my information's public. You shouldn't be able to have a Twitter account without having some sort of way for people to find you. Like, it should, you, you should, And you should be legal. One punch to the face shuts – it basically wipes the liberals out. It just it, shuts the whole protest culture out. Like you can just walk up and people are picketing outside your work and just pop, 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 punch them each in the face. Bet you they're not going to pick it tomorrow. When, you know, when I grew up, I'd, not only did I have four older brothers and sisters, but it's the
1: same thing. Like, I remember we used to box just for shits and grins in the neighborhood. And I remember a guy, Scotty Keeper, and I'd box him. And it was the year that i never forget because he was all into Back to the Future. So it was 1986. 1986, I was nine years old. He was 16 years old. He would wail the shit I out of me. And it was, this was just, nobody talked about, oh, he's older. No. Just got you. You Just did it, and I got my ass kicked over and over and over and over and over over. And like you said, you didn't fuck with him. You didn't fuck around. You didn't talk shit because this kid would come after you. You're a hundred percent right. I, I'm the as I've gotten older, I'm not a violent person. I don't like violence solving problems. I do, but I do well. I don't like violence (laughs) solving the problem. (laughs) I like like the the idea. I like the idea of repercussions. Just like you said. Everybody gets punched in the face once. One see punch. What happens. The minute you get punched in the face, once you've had your head kicked in, you, I had a steel toe boot. Chris Nate kicked me in the nose, shattered my nose, That's choking down my own blood. So stupid. Dude, it's one of many reasons, <laughs> all the punches, all the beat uh, downs I've got, because I have a mouth on me. I don't know if
0: you know. No, you? Yeah. I, couldn't, I, know. I couldn't see you. I
1: get a bit of a mouth and I get mouthy. Dudes, I got my ass kicked. And every – dude, I'm in – even on Twitter, I'll be perfectly honest. Even on social media, there's that part of me always. It's like, oh, God, I'm going to get kicked in my nose. Well, no, you still so, think about it, right? Yes, of course I do. But I'm like, oh, these guys don't know that. They don't know like, that. They've never been in a fight. They have no idea. No concept.
0: And, and honestly, we should, uh, we should bring in Barstool and try and do something with Portnoy and get this passed because he's got a bigger following. And we could have shirts saying, uh, one punch, everybody knows the rules.
1: <laughs> like, like that. the one bite
0: you know so, one, love it. so yeah i'm gonna try and uh get in touch with uh Paul i'm
1: gonna start doing fried punch, i'm gonna goes. start doing fried chicken um reviews okay or yeah, uh, a, and like it. we'll start sandwiches it. reviews yeah, well, fried
0: start. chicken you're gonna call racist so sandwiches oh, sandwiches it doesn't matter what you do you're gonna get in trouble for it so do uh do tofu reviews.
1: i'll do cheeseburgers yeah
0: do cheeseburger reviews Cheeseburgers, you're killing animals you're two bites
1: food. most of you know the rules <laughs> 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 thanks jeff man's reinvented it's perfect yeah.
0: yeah you can't do chinese food you can't do yeah you got to do tofu so oh, tofu China. reviews by jeff man
1: no chinese food in arizona it's so bad like that's a. how's one- the pizza there pizza's fine because we have a lot of like chicago type places so i know where to go like pizza's totally fine and there's so many of them but dude the the biggest thing is chinese food does not exist there's burger places there's good mexican food of course
0: but man, there's
1: you know, Italians there's like, you not know, Italians a little
0: I love going out west because they don't exist out there. It's like it's like Italians don't oh, exist. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's great because yeah, the and food you stuff. you guys are like a
1: different breed. Like the people in Arizona and California are fascinated by the New Yorkers. Oh, man. dude, they like live they long. think you guys are like, like
0: a British accent or something. Right. Dude, the best like I lived out in Cali for five years. So yeah. it's like picture here's here's california and arizona and places like that reacting to new yorkers when we walk into a bar or any environment that they're in right it's almost like picture you're out back playing with like your two dogs and they're running around frolicking with the baby and a fucking grizzly bear just appears in the backyard like that's what we're like like, and everyone just looks around like oh what is that that's a new yorker you know, yeah. like they're really scared of us, and it's it's amazing because here I look like every person, yeah, out yeah. as every person, I talk as yeah. fast as every person, I'm as violent as every person. I'm yep. brown hair, brown eyes, olive skin. Yep. Like we're all the same. Yep. You go to Cali, and you're like the fucking like Swedish guy that walks into the Jersey Bar. Like everyone's like, "Ooh, that's he, he talks fast and he's loud. Where's he from? He tips well." like yeah exactly so easy oh to my god you give
1: a full 20 percent. yeah like oh my god
0: he actually tipped he but dude i was buying girls drinks out there in cali when i first moved yeah. out there you thought i bought him a fucking porsche yeah i was like literally like hey you guys want a drink and then i don't know that's just my intro line every time so you guys want a shot like uh yeah like they'd look at each other like yeah uh, fucking wow what's your name like and then you fuck them <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. You don't me- do anything. You're just like, hey, you want a shot? Yeah, and that's
1: another – and by the way, when you're fucking them, it's another point. You're not asking them, am I okay? Are you on your air? Are you feeling good? Are you all right? You're just doing it. They're like, oh, my God. That's oh, why – Yeah.
0: These girls have had sex. But, yeah. like, I would say 90% of the girls I slept with in Cali, was I was their first fuck. Right. Like, they'd had sex a bunch of times, but they hadn't been fucked. Like, you know when you fucked a girl. Like, yes. They got – and you can yeah. see they were just like bodies shaking, like it felt like a fucking tornado yeah. just came through, right? Like an rip, hour, rip, and rip and
1: and an hour later, and by the way, you also. Know- oh no, it was
0: two minutes later. Two minutes later, so but it was so like. Well, you, no,
1: I mean, I, I'm talking it's about yeah. The, the act is two minutes, but I'm talking like an hour later. They're still like they're so appreciative. They're like, oh, oh. want me to make you breakfast? Make, make <laughs> dude. That's that's why. Like those are the, where the cleaners come in. Yeah, Because they never fucked before. I and mean, you fuck them and they're like, oh my god, I'll do anything. Well, they're fucking dudes. in <laughs> you want me to paint your shed?
0: What? I'll yeah. I paint the shed. Like, what do you want me to do? i get because- banged by dudes in man buns and capri pants. Like, like what the that's fuck? Kind of- Are the you a little vindict <laughs> prick? do you feel good is it okay is everything right is your
1: hair good you look so (laughs) beautiful it's like no that's not what they want roll over bitch (laughs) yes it's like they want to be choked just a little bit just a a little bit you know okay okay
0: (laughs) is that blood uh yeah but yeah, so so that's uh, I love I love the West Coast. But what's going on here, Jeff? The oh, uh no, not what I mean I I'm loving this right now because you know it's a little New York centric here on this specific little mini topic that we have. Oh, but I mean I'm a Jets fan, I'm a Nets fan, I'm a Yankees fan, right? It's a weird combination, but uh Jets and uh Jets and Yankees it's very unusual not to be very, a Mets fan. Right, Jets and Yankees is very odd, you know, in yes, that situation. Scary. Usually Jets, Mets, Yankees, Giants. Yeah, but um so I've had the shit out of the end of the stick on something, whether it's the Nets or Jets, my whole life, right? And then the Yankees when I was younger in the '80s when they sucked. But for the first time ever, the Nets get Durant and Kyrie, and the Knicks are a fucking complete a disaster. Can't even win the goddamn summer league where they're playing NBA starters. Can't even win a fucking game, really. And then the Giants are worse than the Jets. The Jets went out and you know got Darnold and Le'Veon Bell and all these big acquisitions. And the Giants just lost Sterling Shepard for maybe won't be out that long, but it was great to see him get hurt. Going to miss basically all of camp. Uh, You have Coleman. Corey Coleman tears his – what do he tears? ACL or whatever the fuck it is? is. He's done for the year. And then Golden Tate fucking suspended for fucking using roids for four games. And they're already bad, Daniel Jones and all this shit. So we get to fucking shit on the Giants. And and then the Mets, they suck. We're Yankee fans. Who knows what the fuck the Mets are doing, Jeff? They literally just traded four Strowman? Like, gave, gave uh, right. Anthony Kaye away for Strowman where you think, oh, maybe they're trying to make a run and now they just traded Vargas for a double-A prospect today where you're like, oh, wait, are they buying or are they selling? And now they might trade Syndergaard. So the Knicks, Mets, and Giants are just a fucking shit show and I'm loving it.
1: So, like, we're talking about identity who you are we just mentioned that it be who you are stop being fake stop trying to resemble I hate people that try to pretend to be a version of themselves they want to be or whatever um you know that and that's what all that shit that we just talked about is and I think organizations fall in the same exact line like do what your belief is and go all the way with it the Mets issue is exactly that they don't know (laughs) <laughs> they doing? they look up on pitching and they they say, okay, we're going to unleash everybody, throw as hard as you can. Blah, blah, blah. Then their arms break down. Then they backpedal and do a one eighty. There, it, there's no organizational attitude. There's no organizational uh, uh, you know theories or you know, what they do. They just are they're spraying shit all over the board and hoping somebody identifies as, as a Jackson Pollock. It's not going to work. I actually with the Giants, I'll say this. I believe that the Giants actually weren't doing the wrong thing. I
0: oh, no, I know. I, I I'm.
1: I'm I am i i am just happy was,
0: that they're getting. all their guys are getting hurt, but I don't think it was the wrong move to get rid of. OBJ oh, no, and, like, yeah. like
1: everybody. Think, that's it. That's really all they did. They got rid of cancers. Now, okay, the Collins. one that, that was the bad.
0: One. I don't like, like that one.
1: That one. They should have got rid of Janoris Jenkins, not landing. Yes, yeah, I
0: agree, hundred percent.
1: So they're trying to, but whatever people don't realize that when they trade Odell Beckham we're oh my god so terrible blah, blah. for one Beckham's never playing he's a goddamn shitstorm every moment of the day they got Kevin Zeitler back and they got first round picks which I don't know about Daniel Jones but it is what it is but DeAndre Baker uh the um corner that they got for that is a very very good player I, getting those two guys and they got another offensive lineman which the history of Eli Manning has shown if you give Eli time, he can be productive. Can he still at this age? We'll see. But it helps Saquon Barkley. It helps these receivers. Golden Tate is a very professional receiver. I'm not going to – just because you don't have the massive big play of Odell Beckham, you get more consistency with Tate, Shepard, Slayton, Evan Ingram. I didn't think it's that big of a downgrade overall. They're not going to be a winning team in 2019 – but I didn't think it's as terrible as New Yorkers think it was. Now you have the injuries, though. Now it's like, oh, shit, where are they going to throw the ball? And Slayton Shepard might be okay. But I'll tell you, if you're a fantasy player, the guy to own is Evan Ingram. Yeah, this far. guy's going to be just straight up. They're just gonna, he's going to have 150 targets as a tight end in 2019.
0: Yep, 4,800, sure. I believe, the first week on DraftKings, too. DraftKings pricing is out um i posted a tweet the other day that i was kind of laughing at everyone setting dk lineups you know like i i was doing baseball analysis for a gambling package where we're slaughtering earth over there <laughs> like it's fucking crazy if you're not following me on twitter at tommy g at jeff underscore mans um we are actually fucking destroying the world in our gambling package it's, so- it's, it hasn't cooled off either but uh I Let me I talk saying. to it
1: real quick because I know you're, you'll, you'll promote it, but I want to say this from a, a different, because you always get accused of, Oh, Tom, you just hype it. No, what, what's happened with our betting package is this is something, you know, we've been doing the betting thing for two, three, four years now. And what you've done specifically you, Kevin Adams, you guys have found your wheelhouse and that's what all of us need to do. I did a podcast over fancy guru about finding the right league for you and just fucking dominated you don't have to be great in every single solitary type of league and things like that for fantasy and betting is even more so find what you know find what you you are comfortable with and what you're good at and hammer it destroy it and that's what you and Kevin are doing with these prop bets these pitching bets these hitting bets the home run bets it's been absolutely unbelievable. So we've taken time. We've dabbled here and dabbled here. Now it just seems like every day you guys are getting in. You know exactly what you're looking for. You're finding exactly what you're looking for, and you just hit the gas pedal down, and that's why the the uh, the overall numbers are just so amazing.
0: It's It's really incredible. I mean, it's every sport, right? Like Duke is annihilating fucking – Um, soccer. Like Trevor's annihilating NASCAR. We're annihilating MLB up and down the board. MLB dreams up 94 units. Uh, Rob has won 11 of his last 12 bets. I'm at 64% on the year. 75% of my locks. 171 and 99. Kevin's at 65%. Benny, who just started fucking like I think two weeks ago, is up 12 units in like two weeks. 22 and 12. Like everyone is. And for me, I know personally, it's because I was doing too many things at once. I was doing too many things. I was doing DFS and then I was doing the company and I was doing shows and I was doing gambling and you can't, you can't do everything. So I know people are like, why is Tommy playing less DFS? You know, I'll play the, you know, I was in the $2,000 tournament, you know, two days ago. Like I'll, I'll do, I'll still go there. I still do my DFS research every day and all that, but I'm spending about three hours a day on gambling and pitching props. Like that's where I'm making all my money. That's where I'm, I'm loading in. I couldn't do 40% effort here, 40% effort there, 40%. And everyone's like, yo, know, I was going to do the thing with Jeff Collins, right? The, the big challenge between me and him. And I called him out on it, and, and he's willing to do it right now, too. We had a little issue on escrow and stuff. But I literally just turned, and I was like, we have a big announcement. I'm going to be doing the fantasy football follies with Rappaport. So we're going to be starting that up again in a couple of weeks. We're bringing that back. Me and you are going to be doing the No Mercy every week. Football's coming. Got to start prepping. I also have another big announcement that we're going to be making in a couple of weeks a uh, possible big media situation where I might be through something else five days a week plus extra gambling. So it just doesn't make sense at this point. It's too late. Right? It, there's no point start a baseball contest in August when I'm studying football. So I apologize for that, but we'll still do something whether it's in football or baseball, but I really just kind of, like you said, found my niche. I'm just focused on gambling and then football is great because DFS football is once a week, it's so easy. It's yeah. not every day. Get in, it's more of a really uh, easy, right. cycle. You get in the same. Yeah, It's so simple. You're doing the research. You're studying the games everywhere. And then, and, and it's just, you got to set lineups for one day and it's just fights. Fucking can't wait. But, uh, yeah, the promo code, you could use promo code Tommy G for 20% off. I didn't make that Rob did, uh, for 20%, anything on, on the site, elite fucking sports betting.com, yeah. <laughs> elite fantasy.com, uh, either of those sites, you could do that. But, uh, yeah, Jeff. Anything else you want to talk about here?
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot to talk about, but um, I no, I think that that's good. I think that we'll I give me a couple call. win totals. How about this? Let's
0: just do one oh, or two. Wh- we'll oh,
1: a- will you want to do the uh, NFL?
0: Yeah, let's do a couple future? win totals oh, yeah, and yeah, NFL, yeah. NFL future. So we won't do the whole thing here. But let me. You got a couple minutes? I know you got fucking. Oh stress.
1: God, I'm all. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking. I, I'm texting everybody. Like stop, stop bothering me.
0: Yeah, like, know, no, no, fucking that. no mercy. Dude, I've been that. waiting for no mercy for. Two months. Let's fucking go. All right. So let's run through it. All right. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to use Fandle just because it's up. Uh, So Fandle win totals, (laughs) Patriots over under 11 wins. I mean, not uh, pass to the moon on the over on that. There's no way. There's no way the Patriots win 10. There's no way they win ten. Let me tell you. Listen, as the the best NFL better on our site,
1: <laughs> I just wanted to write you back. We did have the highest. Percentage. I did last year, but I, I hate just, to say it. I hate to say it. I I, so. Listen to me, everybody. Like I will talk betting here with this, but the, I am not Tommy Rob. No, no, hey, listen. In NFL, last year, you were the best. N- no, no, but in NFL, I I am good. Like oh, I'll whoop just your say, ass this year, though. You're not good with gonna not, whoop my whoop your so, ass. Nobody there. beats me in football. Shit. Everybody always says they uh, nobody ever. But nevertheless, Congrats. but here's the deal: I'm not going to bet an 11 win total because you just don't. That's too high. I don't live in the the extremes, or I do. I do live in the extremes. I should say I would I was only. Like, what
0: are you talking about?
1: I only. <laughs> I would go under. That's the way I would want to wow. bet. I don't want do so so to do it, so I stay, I away, stay away. Because okay. here's the thing: Patriots rest players in week 17. They always have. It always has fucked people in the past with the Patriots when you have. 11, 11 and a half win totals. They're going to be right around there. Right. If you put a gun to my head, I'd say over, but I'm just staying
0: away. I, I'm not I love in it. Way. I love it. I think everyone's down in the Patriots. I think Patriots to win a Super Bowl is a great prop bet. Um, I oh, wait, way
1: to go out on a the limb, there, pal! Well, dude, everyone's. <laughs> down. Oh, really?
0: like this? Uh, you think Belichick's got it no this one, year? huh? No one thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl this uh, year. Uh, Ta- I,
1: I think uh, Todd Brady. I think he gets a dub <laughs> this year. You know he, that that kid's had a, a really tough time of late. I think it's about time he finally gets a break. I think
0: they're the Vegas favorite. They're plus seven hundred. But the bottom line is, it, listen, if you're going to give me seven Stop. to one odds on the Patriots Stop. to win the Super Bowl? Like, fucking hell nobody, yeah. Nobody tuned into No Mercy to
1: I'm hear that fucking. Hey, guys, one. I think that the Patriots have I'm a good shot go. of a Super Bowl
0: with you. <laughs> hey, everybody. No, they're they're do all okay. Everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs and the Saints and the Rams and the Colts and the Eagles and no, the Patriots can win the Super Bowl again. They're not done. Gronk didn't matter. Gronk doesn't matter. He doesn't matter for that yeah, team. Their record without Gronk, they have a 74%. Do people – are people player. worried because Gronk's not there? Is yes. that really true? Oh, yeah, Brady's yeah. a year older. It's – every year the fucking Patriots are done. They're not done. They're winning the Super Bowl. No, game. they're never done. They're winning the Super Bowl again. So, 7-1. to one. Although that's a – yeah, they're a favorite. It's a donkey. It's, if I gave you a 7-1 baseball play, you'd be uh, like, holy shit, Tommy hit a 7-1. So, I'm going to give you a 7-1 uh, yeah. football play. Um, Bill's. This this sounds like
1: some mercy right now. This is I think we're – are you sure it's not some mercy? the first
0: game we talked about. <laughs> we want to fucking talk about the Hey, let's start out. What's your, you. oh, they, the, the thought, what's your bold prediction? Only they think the Patriots might win the prediction? Super Bowl. It's a bet. We're talking about the fucking game. So I'm giving you a bet on that Whoa. game. What do you want to it be was? like? Hey, while we're talking about the Patriots, I really think that fucking Kareem Hunt's going to rush for 400 yards in the final eight <laughs> games of this year. Like what? The fucking dude fuck what am I gonna talk about? We're talking about Patriots. Let's get a new team. <laughs> Who's We're next? talking Who about the Bills. Six
1: and a half. Bills. I think that the Rams and the Chiefs have a good shot this year, too. Fucking it. Talking it's... about the Bills. Six and a half, Bills. Oh builds. no. Um God, another pass. Yeah, oh,
0: I, some mercy. Some it is something. Pass, well, I'm just telling pass, you. I'm not I, I w- listen, I would go. Those fucking asshole's making fun of me. I'm going under, pussy, and he's passed on the first two questions. Yep. Mister Top Gambler of the Company for Football. Th- th- this is why I'm the top gambler, by <laughs> <laughs> right the Probably because I'm not taking it's thirty-two 100. different
1: bets. I'm going to take five and just pound them <laughs> and come I'll, out.
0: I'll take thirty-two. Don't worry, guys. I'll get your volume in. I know. And has got the
1: gents covered. I'll give you credit. Rob,
0: Rob said it. He's like, dude. He's like, you're such an important uh, part of the gambling packages. Because everyone else is like a professional gambler, like Rob. Right. And, we're and been, all like, saying a game, know. right? Like, or find their best two. you, are able to fucking just fire hundreds of games a week well, and still keep your head above water. It's almost impossible for anyone I've in the world to do. I've told people this in
1: the past. They want to be Tommy Gee, I'm like, don't know you, you. You do, but you're not willing to go. You're not willing to go. You're not willing to make 32 bats. Like that's the thing is, I realize that. Well, I think we're working together at Sirius at the time. And I'm like, you know, I'm hard. I am aggressive. And then I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I ain't definitely, you know what? I'm not going to sustain this. This motherfucker is going to sustain. I can't sustain making 32 bets in a day or whatever. Like that, That's not what I'm going to do. It is what you do. And you do keep your head above water, which is fucking amazing. So I'll give you credit there, but
0: not my way. Yeah. So, uh, so that's. That's my job. My job is to keep the, the gens happy and yes. winning, so that you guys can come in with your, you know, well-play hammers, as Vegas Dave would say, uh, and drop those one or two games that are, that are the locks. So uh, let's go to the next one here. We'll do this whole division. Dolphins. So you're not making a play on the Bills because you're a pussy. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Dolphins <laughs> under six and a half on the Bills. It's actually plus 155. I'd prefer the seven, so I'd hunt down the seven. By I'll- the
1: way, on a different site – they're seven and a half to bet. Yeah, if
0: you can find a seven and a half, it's probably minus one eighty or something to the seven and a half. But I'm um, going to
1: go under the seven and a half. Find yeah, seven easy. and a half. I go under there. Yeah, yeah. go hunt
0: down. I, I don't really like six and a half. I would hunt I down seven, seven and a half, and then bag that. I'm looking I, at it right now, but yeah. Miami. Uh, yeah. I'll read Defendle, and you read that one. That way, we have a little diversification. Okay, this is uh,
1: Odd Shark, by the
0: way. Okay, I can't access Odd Shark in New Jersey, which sucks. It's um, so
1: weird. I, and I can't do the FanDuel book. And, yeah, they they uh, fucking blocked us. Uh,
0: Miami Dolphins, four and a half. <laughs> four and a half. <laughs> four and under, half. <laughs> under. Under. So and can you even, like, that's the, if you take so under so four and one. a half, yeah, I that's know the best. right. I mean, that would be the best win ever. Like, there's probably like two people in America.
1: It's in America. just like, uh, I mean, you have to go over. You just know, have be to. It's so because awesome because to win five. that under. I don't have much confidence in it, but I don't like the division very much either. So, I mean, they can squeak out a win here. They had the miracle win against the Patriots last year with Ken and Drake doing that. Remember, they match up. They have the ex-Patriots coaching staff essentially in Miami this year. I, you know, I'm just – if I'm betting it, I'd go over. But uh, I don't want to bet on a shitty team like that. Uh,
0: I want to go. I I'm, I'm Fuck it under fuck it someone's got to be fucking ballsy on this show because jeff man oh just wait i got the asses. ball don't worry
1: i show my balls when it's important
0: oh, i love i don't just balls. go flashing you have hair on your balls like i said i don't picture you no, i
1: shave i shave it down to the core man i look it looks huge when i shave it
0: down. do you bick it do you razor it like all the way no down?
1: i use the uh the i do it too i've gotten Clippers. lazy i used to i used yeah, to I don't. bick it i got like, i have no reason oh no
0: beard reason. trimmer down there no. yeah
1: yeah okay. and then go
0: there's nothing there's no nothing. i got a
1: brand new one actually i got a real nice like barber quality one one that's yeah. pretty heavy yeah one that you you know because when it glances your balls it, it stings a little oh, like a ding good. like yeah, like that a nice really thing. like
0: ding yeah, yeah. you feel it there's nothing nothing better than playing with your freshly shaven lubed up yeah. balls you know put some pretty coconut nice. oil on those fuckers and just play sure. with them just lay yeah. on the couch watch some baseball and just just jiggle your balls drag them all over the furniture in the house
1: <laughs> yeah i know exactly what you're talking about jets over all sun. over your wife's keyboard you want to touch him huh
0: here we go how'd
1: the, the number house. lock key gets smashed it. in on my keyboard well, I, I don't i don't know
0: i can see you in the catcher's stance like oh like yeah I just just walking like waddling across the house dragging your balls all over the house. oh yeah Sure. Dogs, I don't even to have dogs. to, I don't have to crouch that much anymore. Dogs, scratch yeah, your balls, probably tuck your balls. I lean down just a point. tiny bit. It's like a pendulum. Jets seven minus 160 over. Under. Under. Fuck you. Under. I don't Talk like the Jets at all. No, you're an idiot. Genuinely don't like them. That's like, I why don't. I'm winning six games. So most people look at these things, which I think is wrong. Um, but all my friends at the sports book and stuff, like they think about what do I need to win? And I always think, what do I need not to lose? Right? Like uh-huh. I need six to lose so like the Jets are gonna win seven games right right I don't I don't know right I don't
1: like Adam Gase at all I'm on record there I don't think Le'Veon Bell plays more than eight games because I think he's more he will he's gonna drop a rap album before he hits
0: 800 yards did you see his tweet today Again. actually it went right before we oh moved. yeah to fantasy owners yeah i did he apologized for missing the season and stuff he well, that's problem- good, a year and a half later yeah it's, that's pretty cool, cool left um obviously i'm a jets fan as everyone knows so i hope he's great i think he's he should be on a mission blah 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 i'm starting to notice signs of him already being rattled by the by twitter and the media it's already happening like you could tell if a athlete's r- rattled when they start responding to shit like just shut up put your head down like tweet whatever you want tweet i don't give a shit but don't start, doesn't want
1: any of that though
0: don't start trying to start a debate with a reporter online because they who cares just shut up yeah. so he's a little i'm really worried about that part of it but um mm-hmm. yeah i think the jets go over i think to go over to seven but don't trust seven runners. and a half on odd shark by the way yeah no i don't like that i like the seven i like to push on seven that's nice um Let's do one more conference here. Is there a specific conference you wanted to uh, – Oh, well, let me uh, – I mean – I mean a uh, division. And a whole division? No. I'll just – All right, give uh, me a couple. Then, then let's isolate a couple here. So, so look through that list and see what you like.
1: Okay, here. so here's my oh, – I'll do one. Yeah, a whole division. So AFC South, it is the toughest division in football, in my opinion. You got Houston, Tennessee, Indianapolis, and Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville with Big Dick Nick is a hell of a good bet. And I like to bet. So if we're doing futures, I don't like to make a lot of, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl bets, you know, unless you're bold like Tommy and say the Patriots, which, you know, is crazy. But like, give me a 50 to 1 on the Jaguars. Whoever comes out of that division has a legitimate shot because they're going to play such a tough schedule that it may only take 10 games to win that division this year, but they're going to be tough. And I look at the Jackson Jaguars at 50 to 1. The defense is absolutely. Fantastic! They finally have a quarterback in Nick Foles, who's been productive and who store. He stared down the face of the the top defense in NFL last year. The Bears at Soldier Field said, "No, fuck you! I'm taking the game." No. Did it for the Eagles. He went to New Orleans and almost took them out. Like Nick Foles, don't fuck around. And he's not Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but he also doesn't give a fuck. And with this team around him and a healthy offensive line again. I look. For, I like the Jaguars as a good bet. If you want to go Houston or Indianapolis, I think both are in very solid spots. Even though Indy's sort of the chalk, still we're getting fourteen to one to win the Super Bowl. And if you're going to win the AFC, I think the Colts are what seven? Yeah, seven to one, obviously. And the Jaguars are twenty-five to one right now. Those are bets that I like to make as far as like
0: long term. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm with you down there. Uh, I love the Jaguars at at fifty to one. I, I yeah. think that's a great bet. just such a good return you don't have you to put up a ton out. football is nice because you can hedge out easy um, right when you get into the playoffs and start cutting you know all you need them to do is make the playoffs and then you can basically make turn that into a winner no matter what um I like – at the top, I like the Patriots and then the Saints. I think that's my Super Bowl prediction. That's just going to be there, Saints and Patriots. The risky ones, just I like go, the Jaguars. Be careful. That ledge is really so – Go fuck yourself, all right? right? On, man, I know, man. Who do you think going to be in the fucking Super Bowl? You go fucking say to Chargers and be wrong. Oh, I, oh, I already uh, – like no, a team and be wrong. I mean, Cowboys. Cowboys yeah, I, are going to win the Super Bowl. Cowboys are going to win the fucking Super Bowl. Dallas Cowboys are going yeah, Brett to win the fucking Super Bowl. It's
1: over it's already they they don't Niners, even have to play Niners the season
0: have a better shot than the fucking
1: cowboys. no dallas cowboys will win the super bowl it's name. gonna happen they, this team is so like locked in loaded.
0: And there's not a single deficiency on the dallas cowboys not yeah, one their quarterback no so, i like the vikings and the jaguars as my long shots the vikings <laughs> are your long shot i didn't put 30 to 1 35 um, to 1 what the fuck is that what do you need me to fucking pick the fucking The worst team in football. You want me to go take the Dolphins at 150 to one? Are they making you happy, Mister Fucking Pass Pass Pass? Yeah, I like that better. (laughs) Mister Pass Pass Pass. pass. I'm like, what
1: are you talking? Oh yeah, Pass. You had
0: more passes on this show than fucking Kyler Murray (laughs) will. Kyler
1: Murray will throw all season. Very good point. I'm telling you, the Cowboys though. This team is absolutely loaded at every single position. Remember, they get Travis Frederick back in the offensive line. They draft Connor Mcgovern. They've got Connor Williams. They're they're deep. They're loaded along the offensive line. They have Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott. I know he's not a game winner, but his game changed when Amari Cooper came to town. They go and get Randall Cobb, who's such a better receiver out of the slot than Cole Beasley could ever be. And then you have Michael Gallup on the other side. I think we used to talk about this last year where Prescott and Gallup missed nine, 10, 11 times on deep balls. God. That. All they have to do is hit a couple, like two, three of those to really keep safeties back and admire, you know, and not be up in the box. Gives them more running room for Zeke Elliott. Jason Witten comes back. He's not great, but he's at least stabilizes the position that was such a weakness last year. And then you get Demarcus Lawrence, who's an absolute animal. They go and get Robert Quinn on the Chief on the other side of this defense, they're moving Sean Lee out of the, the uh, Will linebacker, putting Vander Esch in there, making Sean
0: Lee play the other side.
1: Man, they're just loaded, now.
0: This team oh, they're, is are they're, they're, they're a loaded. solid team that's not going to win this football.
1: It's, uh, Dak
0: Prescott is not winning. He can't win a game. He can manage a game. He can keep you in a game. Tom Brady he has, has a won big... a lot or managed a lot of Super Bowls. Listen, he, Dak Prescott is not going to win a Super Bowl. Um, he may be in the future but now he's just not there he's not there yet um say the sound what sound say the sound i just want to cut the sound out from
1: the podcast the sound yeah so i could play it back for you when they oh
0: <laughs> i thought you said say the sound i'm like what are you talking about
1: save the whales
0: uh, dude here you go here's a bet for you jeff fucking Ramp. jacksonville jaguars over seven and a half wins
1: yeah yeah over
0: i like that for sure um, Titans, eight. I'm just skimming through some of the ones I don't like. Ravens, eight and a half, not touching that. Bengals, six, not touching that.
1: I would. You, you know, know what? I don't mind the Ravens because the Ra- like people, everyone thinks the Ravens are just going to suck, but they never suck. They're always – No, that's what I'm
0: great. saying. That I think that's close to the number.
1: I agree Nine with you.
0: Seven, probably. I agree,
1: but it's a lean that I do have. By the way, that, that number is eight, which I do love the push. Eight a is better. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to get yeah. to ninth. So they're going to go eight and eight.
0: Most I, th- I just likely. think with the Browns being better, when you look at the Ravens, they usually had basically like four automatic wins with the Bengals and the Browns, and then you had a split with the Steelers when they'd play, so within their division, you were usually, you were usually so, good for four, maybe five wins, and now with the Browns being better, the Bengals even being a tiny bit better, but they are still so suck.
1: Let me talk you out of one thing with the Browns.
0: Oh, I'm yeah. pounding the under. I was just getting it. That's my favorite oh, good, good. on the board. But
1: their defense, the guy who leads the defense is Steve Wilkes. He was head coach of the Arizona Cardinals last year and the Panthers before that. The, the guy that got rid of Josh Norman because they didn't need him. I mean, that's, that's the guy who's – and it's like everyone loves the Browns. They want to bet the Browns. I'm like, yeah, they may score. I don't have any problems with the offense. I think they're loaded. But that defense, got rid of Jabril Peppers. You're going to okay.
0: give me the Browns at nine and a half, where they need to go 10 and six in order to hit that prop. When you're looking at a prop, the thing people forget is that injuries are going to happen. Chaos is going to happen. Bad losses are going to happen. The most optimal world for the Browns is Baker Mayfield takes another step forward and becomes elite. Odell Beckham has a great year, doesn't get hurt, and gets along with everyone. Meshes well with Landry, who does really well. The staff works together. Everything goes perfect. You're talking about an 11-5 team, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if everything goes perfect, you're talking about 11 wins. Now, with Odell Beckham there, you immediately know for a fact not everything's going to go perfect. So, right there, you drop them to 10 because Odell will be hurt for a few games or it'll cause chaos or – like, they, to get to nine, it doesn't even take much. It's like Baker missing three weeks, and you're a lock on the under, like a high ankle sprain, and you're a lock for the under. So, pound. Pound, pound, pound. The dog pound under. Pound the Browns under. Pound, 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 under nine and a half. Annihilate it. It's my favorite prop on the board. I love it. Yeah. Colts, nine and a half. Uh, They're always right around that 10-win mark. Jacksonville, we like over seven and a half. Tennessee, I'm not fucking with that team. If anything, I may go under, but I don't know. What do you think of Tennessee at eight?
1: Um I like I said, I like the division. I think Tennessee is unique. I love Roger Saffold. Remember the Ram the problem with the Rams, they lost two thirds, two fifths of their offensive line. Roger Saffold, the best run blocker in the NFL, went to Tennessee and an already loaded offensive line. One of the reasons I like Derrick Henry a lot. But as a whole team, I mean, it's a tough one. I like the I under. I, I mean. just think the Jags, the Colts, the the Texans—they're too much.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I'd lean under for sure because they're the weakest team in the division, in my opinion. So, um, but that's—I could see that whole division just fucking beating the shit out of each other all year. Um, any other ones on the board here that you see that jump off that you look at and say, "I need to bet that." Um, as far as the over unders, I—I got Giants under six.
1: I have one other team that is interesting to me that I'm I'm curious about, and that is the Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. I like Vic Fangio going there with such a great defense Mm -hmm. and, you know, such good pieces. Vance Joseph was the coach last two years. That guy is fucking horrific. Like he couldn't – he should not be a defensive backs coach in the league, or maybe he should be, but he shouldn't be a coordinator. No business being a head coach. Bring Fangio in there in Denver. Uh, Scangarello uh, leading the offense. Donatel. This is a team go out and get Flacco. I don't think they're going to be flashy. Upgraded the offensive line. Going to be able to run. Play great defense. I like the over on the Denver Broncos. It's sitting. I don't, I don't hate that. I'm um, if it's I, at I, I don't think seven I'm
0: right now. It.
1: Right. I don't oh. think I'm going
0: to bet it. But if I did, I would take the over.
1: Oh, you want here? Want a controversial one? That I could. This is a dangerous one, but I still. The Chargers under. Chargers under, huh? Yeah, Chargers under. Chargers, what a miracle. You just look. When under I went back, what do you have it at? I have it at 11. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 10 and a what? half now. What? Yeah, 10 and a half.
0: Oh, yeah. I would definitely take under that. It's nine and right? a half on Vandal. Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, no. nine and a half. Nah. That's right. Like, fact, if you could
1: find 10, 10 if and a half, like, half
0: Yeah, you definitely go under there. Then They're, the same They're position, not going to win with the Chiefs. 11. The Broncos, like you said, are going to be better, and the Raiders are going to be better. So you got, you know, their division got better from last year. Couple of guys on the defense we, we like a lot, but the offense is
1: old. Melvin Offensive Gordon line broken good. down. Russell O'Kong, their left tackle, had a pulmonary okay. embolism. Dude is like he's going to miss the whole year. Gordon's holding out. They lost Tyrell Williams. I know I love Mike Williams. I like Keenan Allen, but they their their ride to twelve wins pretty miraculous last year pretty
0: miraculous um so i, I think that's an underbet for sure the whole san diego chargers team you kind of forget they're in the nfl right like yeah. no one ever talks about them to win the super bowl before the season mostly because it's the los angeles chargers i think nah, i will never call them that just like i will <laughs> never say I will you're never right say,
1: the san diego chargers are not I
0: will in the nfl anymore. say the il in baseball it'll be the dl forever yeah. i yeah, school. I'm right my brain stopped adding new things to it like yeah. six years ago so anything new just gets watched out but um, the Chargers before the season, it's like no one talks about them to win the Super Bowl. Phillip Rivers, probably the most overlooked quarterback in fantasy football history. I, I have him on my team every year. It never looks sexy. And at the end of the year, he fucking puts up amazing numbers. As long as you don't have him on your playoff roster. Right, exactly. <laughs> or, or interdivisional road games, those who don't want to play him there either. Yeah, but. That's- I mean, no one ever talks about them. They just kind of go – like, all of a sudden, you look up, and you're like, oh, wow, San Diego. I almost did it again. Yeah. The Chargers have won six games in a row. Like, you just – they don't exist. So – I happened last year. That came out of nowhere. and it. But I went back
1: and, you know, I went through every single game and everything. It was fluky. A lot of late come from behind victory, yeah. which is great. Oh, a lot I'm of sure. deep – random –
0: Yeah. He's been known for that. It's not like it's an aberration. Like, he's been doing that, you know. I'm all about Phillip Rivers and the longevity and all that. But I – he also has had some watch him throw. He throws so weird. I know. Academy and like he's throwing a shot put. He also
1: has had such good teams over the years to not win more playoff games and make more AFC championships and not make it to a Super Bowl. With the teams – he's at. remember LT in his prime. Yeah, I know. This guy has had a lot of really great players Mm -hmm. and – Division
0: never kind of got there. Yeah, I agree. And he's been, he's a regular season hero. He's been in a division, too, where there hasn't been that much competition, right? Oh, there's slashes. The Chiefs have really just become dominant over the last year or two. The Mm -hmm. Raiders have sucked for a long time. So he's, he's had a pretty clear path. Like the Patriots, the biggest benefit to the Patriots, the reason they have so many Super Bowls is because their division sucks. So they're with 12, 13 wins, they get a bye. And they're playing home field the whole fucking playoffs. Like,
1: so naturally, if you're the Jets, go hire an interdivisional coach. That's exactly what you should do. A guy who has got the
0: guy the- got a vast history of losing to the Patriots.
1: Why not? Let's bring them all in. Let's just –
0: fuck. he's got googly eyes. I, he's, well, I know meth heads. Listen, I,
1: <laughs> I grew up on the south side. It wasn't meth back then. It's
0: it was meth-head. crack.
1: It was crack back then, but it's like they've taken the t- – I know junkies when I see a junkie. And that dude's a junkie. I
0: mean, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, okay. I'm sorry. Something's going yeah, on. He's a tweet. That's great.
0: All right, man. So let's shut this down. We'll do the NFC on the next podcast next week. Oh, right so ready? that was somebody AFC overrun. Yeah, I think we're like fucking three hours in. I, don't know. <laughs> I lost track of time. I don't know. We had I didn't even know you stop. hit
1: record yet. Let's go I don't ahead. know
0: if I did it record. I hope. If not, we could do it all over again, which I'm sure you'll enjoy. The premier season of yeah, season two, episode one of the no mercy podcast is now over you ever watch brain games yes dude i love brain games is now over bro i was so obsessed with i used to cry when it ended i love every episode i used to cry every episode when it ended yeah my mom used to make fun of me that's that's probably why i am like i am my parents used to make fun of me when i cried yeah right Imagine that. Dude, laugh. I remember. I vividly I remember. and tell you you're special. Remember crying when Brain Games ended, and my mom and dad both—my dad was around back then—both laughing at me. Like that's a vision of my childhood that's burned into my head. When I was like, "Oh, oh, Brain Games," and they were just like, <laughs> "Wow." Yeah, that's I was just like, like that scarred me for life. But uh, any final words, Mr. Mans? Uh
1: nothing. If you take anything away, just remember that both team. Kyle Murray. No, that, that New England Patriots just might hit a Super Bowl. You never know.
0: <laughs> You're an asshole. You're a fucking piece of go shit. Go look at my Twitter. Uh, yeah, go to Jeff's Twitter, at Jeff underscore mans. Uh, make sure to tune in to SiriusXM, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Jeff does a show on there. It's it's pretty terrible. You know, it's yeah. just Jeff talking. It's no good. It's <laughs> not good, but, you it's know, totally if you want to really get pissed off and hear someone basically borderline get kicked off the air every day and talk a lot of football then you know that's your that's your spot that's your show so yes, go right? over there and check that out get over to fantasyguru.com uh jeff's doing a lot of work over there you want to ignore also yeah uh, elite fantasy.com just brought on b healy our boy brian healy is going to start doing mlb yeah. content for us starting tomorrow i believe uh he'll be crushing six figure wins non-stop for this fucking guy i think he's won like two million dollars or something in the last two years a and lot Best. he'll also be contributing for nfl and nba for us elite sports betting .com. I already told you guys about that promo code Tommy G twenty percent off. I think that's it, right? I don't know. We probably got some other shit, but I ain't got time to talk about it. So for Jeff Manns, I'm Tommy G. Good luck. Stay do cash, you know. motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Oh. It ain't ain't no mercy